Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Sports fans, good morning. Welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. Today is Saturday, September 25th. I'm your host, Jim Barron. We have a lot to talk about today. Of course, we have the Rays clinching a playoff spot in the American League. We have the Bucks and Rams, two undefeated teams squaring off this week, and the Ryder Cup trying to reclaim the cup from the Europeans. The number here is 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. We'll be right back to kick the show off on Power 90.1. There's a lot going on at the Landing Bar and Grill in Valrico. There's great food at the Landing featuring several signature landing-only specialties like shareable appetizers, seafood, flatbread, salads, wings, pasta, pizza, burgers, gluten-free, keto-friendly, kid-friendly, dog-friendly, desserts, craft beer, and cocktails and a lot more and if you're looking for entertainment we've got it national holidays food events live music karaoke cornhole and live team trivia check out our full menu on facebook or online at thelandingvalrico.com sports is back and we've got that too the landing bar and grill off lithia Pinecrest in valrico the landing bar and grill land as strangers depart as friends now now back to the show back to the jimmy b sports show on power 90.1 welcome back sports fans hope everyone's week was going well enjoy the nice weather the humidity definitely took a break and it looks as though we have some nice weather on tap for the weekend just in time for a huge sports weekend let's talk about the Rays right now going into the weekend the Rays are 94 wins up and 59 losses so that puts us in first place six games ahead of Boston eight games ahead of the Yankees, eight and a half ahead of Toronto. So as we get down to the last, uh, basically, uh, this weekend and next weekend is all the games. There's, uh, I believe, nine left for the Rays. So as we look at the team right now, it's, uh, we clinched the playoff spot this week, which was great news for us. And I love the response of the team when that happened. Um, although they you know, were happy, celebrated a little bit, they definitely have the attitude and the air about them where there's a lot more work to be accomplished this year. And that is very true with this team. Expectations are very high, especially after last year's strong finish and get into the uh, World Series against the Dodgers. So I think anything less than getting back to the World Series would be a disappointment for this team. And I uh, would love to hear your opinion. Number here is 877-448-7901. I think that if you look at going into the weekend, the last couple games here for the Rays at home, they'll be playing the Marlins. The Marlins, of course, have absolutely nothing but pride to play for. Um, I, I do think that um, it will give us a chance to look at a couple uh, of our pitchers that need to get some uh, fine-tuning for the playoffs. It was very nice to see um, Raz come up this week and do what he did out of Durham. Great, great performance. And uh, I know Cash and the organization was happy with what they saw out of the young man. So I think that we'll see more of him come playoff time. Um, do you look at the lineup that we have this weekend coming up. I mean, you look from first to ninth, there's no break. If you're an opposing pitcher, although a lot of the names may not be household names like some other teams have, this team is strong from the top to the bottom. And you know what? The fielding 
um, is one of our strong points as well as our pitching, especially uh, in the bullpen. So across the organization, in between the lines here, we definitely have one of the top tier teams in Major League Baseball. I think that um, we are still playing for uh, home field. I I think that that does play an important part of uh, Major League Baseball. The Rays would love to have the home field throughout the playoffs. Uh, As we talked about, there's going to be a one-game play-in with two wildcard teams right now. That looks like it could be uh, the Boston and the Yankees. Toronto's only a half game back from those two. So two out of those three teams will be the teams that uh, most likely will be playing the one-game play-in with the winner of that game playing the Rays in the best-of-five series, which will be hosted by the Rays at that point. From there, it depends on what happens. Um, we should be able to get the home field. Houston, with 91 wins going into the weekend, uh, poses the biggest threat to the home field. So I think that uh, we will be playing them next week as well. After our games here with Miami, we will play uh, Houston three times and then finish with the Yankees. So um, two really important series there. Uh, Not ready to take the foot off the gas by any means. So we have to keep on going. Uh, and again, you have Seattle that um, may be in there uh, a chance, but I think it's going to come down to uh, Toronto, Boston, and the Yankees. Speaking about the series we just had with Toronto, would like to hear your comments on the Kiermaier incident, or what should be a non-incident really, but uh, unfortunately a lot was made of it by the Toronto players and getting to the point where they actually took a cheap shot, in my opinion, throwing at Kiermaier, hitting them in the numbers um, in the game. And I think that that will come back to haunt Toronto if, in fact, those two teams do meet up. Kiermaier even made a point to say that uh, he does hope that the Rays play Toronto in the playoffs. So uh, they're, they're motivated. This team, they don't say a lot. And when they do say something, they always say the right things. Um, so I think that they're all on the same page right now. And I don't really think they care if they play the Yankees, the Sox, the Blue Jays, or whomever else in that first round. They just want to uh, keep on playing. And I think that uh, they're firing on all cylinders. I know we're getting Franco back off of the uh, injured list this uh, weekend. So that's going to definitely be a plus. It's good to see Choi out there doing well and uh, you know everybody that we have right now is doing their job taking care of business and uh, looking at getting to that next step so a week from today we'll be talking about the last series of the season Uh, that'll be with the Yankees like we mentioned and we'll be able to have a better picture of who the teams will probably be going into um, the final weekend and looking at the playoff picture at that point. Again, if you want to email me, sports at power901.com. If you want to go to my website, jimmybsports.com, you can email me right from there. You can uh, send me what you'd like to talk about next week's show, comments. How's your team doing this year? Maybe it's not the race. Maybe you are one of the people that are rooting for a different team in the area. That's possible. Again, that's fine. We want to hear your import, and uh, I'll definitely push back a little bit, and we'll have some fun along those lines. So let me know what you think. Are you going to the game this weekend? I know that the Rays have, I believe, $10 tickets again 
this weekend, which is uh, always nice. If you want to bring the kids out, bring the family out, see some uh, Major League Baseball at the end. Again, the weather will be great this weekend, even though the game will be inside. Um, outside festivities will be fantastic as well. So, again, your thoughts, 877-448-7901. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. The Property Shop, your one-stop shop for all of your real estate needs. Looking for homes for sale or rent in the Tampa market? Text HOMES to 71441. That's HOMES to 71441. The Property Shop is a full-service realty and management company with a team of partners to give you that extra peace of mind. The Property Shop is truly your one-stop shop, providing stellar service in all areas of realty. And right now, new home buyers will receive a one-year home protection warranty for that extra peace of mind on your next big purchase. More info online at the Property shopusa.com or 813-655-5000. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Going to obviously talk a little bit about the big game with the Bucks and the Rams this week. Before we get to the NFL, though, I want to just follow up on what we're talking about with the Rays with Kiermaier in that last segment. Uh, the play that caused all the hoopla was when Kiermaier was at a play at the plate slid in um, and obviously he was safe and there was a, a paper that fell out ended up by his hand at, at home plate which was from the catcher of Toronto uh, who had you know these players have wristbands and um, with all the different players the pitchers and position where they want to play defense and whatnot well Toronto's catcher had one on his wrist and Kiermaier has one for positioning in the outfield as well so he thought it was his he just picked it up and walked to the dugout and oh um didn't really look at it allegedly and then gave it to the uh pitching coach for the race so at that point um the Blue Jays took offense that they were, you know, that he picked that up and he knew what it was and, and gave it to his team, whatever. I mean, I don't even think it really matters. And I do think that it was a lot to do about nothing. Unfortunately, it did lead to uh, him being uh, hit then uh, two nights later when they played. So that's what the whole story was about and uh, Kiermaier's angst towards the way that they uh, took exception with what he did. So, you know, it wasn't intentional. I don't know. You know, it, it, he saw it there. He picked it up. Did he know what it was? Possibly. Did he know what he was doing, giving it to the manager? Possibly. It doesn't really matter. Not really at all. So, a lot about nothing. All right, moving on. The Bucks 2-0. Big win last week against Atlanta. Um, you know, it was close for a while, and Falcons played well. Like, we thought they'd come out and play good. The uh, cream rise to the top, and uh, you know the Bucks found a way to go out there and and win by uh, you know twenty points almost. So you look at what they're doing this year. How did they win that game? When it mattered, they were able to get to the quarterback on defense and put up some plays. Teams aren't going to be able to go out there and score points with us. I don't care what team you're talking about. The weapons that we have right now, uh, we can go out there and outscore almost anybody, if not everyone, in the NFL. So we're going to be playing a team this week, the Rams. They're also 2-0. That's going to be a 4 o'clock game on Sunday. So they have a quarterback as well that's good, Matthew Stafford. And they have a good um, offense. 
though, when you go out there and see um, how they run their plays, how they run their offense, I think that it, oh, they're going to be one of the better teams in the league this year. So it's going to be a big game for us. I think I saw the line, only the Bucks by one and a half. I actually saw one where it was even. So, um, you know, we are on the road going out there. So it's usually a three-point swing. As far as that goes, what we're going to do, I'm pretty sure of, is we're going to rush with four players. And now when you have you know, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, we can get away with rushing four. Uh, you have to be careful with Stafford. He's good under pressure. Uh, so that's why I do believe that unless we're going to blitz, we can, we can rush four and be very successful with that. And it's going to be a different look for Stafford down the field when uh, we're only rushing four, which leaves us seven down downfield. So for the Rams to have any success against us, I look for them to just go out there and throw some short passes. Um, they're not going to be able to run. We have, the no, I think the best run defense in the league. When you get Vita Vey out there, the nose tackle, uh, the Dominant Sioux, uh, they're not going to run. So I, I expect a lot of short passes from Stafford. They might look for Cooper Cup down the field on several plays. But for the most part, you're going to have the Rams just trying to dink and dank their way down the field and look for that opening deep. Um, that's my take on that. What we're going to do, you know, we're going to go out there and we probably a uh, good chance of not having Antonio Brown. As you know, he's on the COVID program right now. So he would have to have two positive tests within 24 hours, 24 hours apart to be able to get cleared to go ahead and play. So uh, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible. He may come back and play. And I, I think it's important that um, we have that deep threat, whether it's him, Scotty Miller, whoever it might be, because although you have receivers like Evans and Godwin and Gronkowski, um, Evans, Tough 20 yards in in the red zone. Definitely would be going to him on an out pattern. But going down the field, spreading the defense and making sure that we're keeping them honest, you have to have that player that can get beyond the defense, spread them out. And that's what Brown does so well. And that's why the uh, Bucks can go to all their weapons because the defense can't key on one person or another. So saying that with Brown out, you have Scotty Miller there who's quite capable of doing the same thing. My point is it doesn't matter who we have, but somebody does have to go deep to make sure the Rams don't start shortening the field and keying on some plays uh, 10, 15, 20 yards instead of uh, having to cover us across the whole field. Love to hear your comments, 877-448-7901. Email sports at power901.com. That's the 4 o'clock game, 425 tomorrow. Uh, there's also obviously a full slate of games. I want to break them down a little bit. If you look at the, the early games at 1 o'clock, you have... Uh, I'm trying to think of the best game at that point. Maybe... Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Nah, just kidding. The Saints at New England. The Saints are one and one. They're playing the Patriots are also one and one. Uh, Jameis Winston uh, led the team with 19 rushing yards in week two. And the Saints had 48 total yards. So 
they need some better play from their offensive line or they're not going to be able to open up uh, Peyton's offense and, and score. I think the key for the Patriots in this one will be to control the game. They want to rely on their running game. They don't want to shoot out. And their quarterback, no, Matt Jones, he's going to have to you know, shoulder a lot of the responsibility for this team um, for them to win some games this year. So... Uh, I think they have some issues as well and some pass protection. So it should be an interesting game. A lot of people think that the Patriots may be looking ahead to game four next week against the Bucks. Some saying that the Bucks may be looking ahead to next week as well about playing the Patriots. I think that both teams are looking at the games that they're playing tomorrow, first and foremost. And then after that, we'll worry about the game the next week. So I do think that... Uh, Oh, the Patriots need to go out there and have a good game to get some momentum, to be able to play against us. And you know, we want to keep the momentum that we already have. So I think that'll be a good game. Uh, I also think that uh, Washington at 1-1 one one is playing Buffalo, who's a 1-1 one one team also. So, you know, the Bills, they look great first uh, second game, not so good. First game, the keys the offensive line with that team. And I think that um, on defense, the Bills are going to have to put some pressure on Taylor Heineke uh, to beat them. And can they beat, can Washington beat Buffalo? Yeah, I think they have a chance. Although I think that Buffalo is going to win this game by at least a touchdown in this one. Another good game. Uh, at 1 o'clock is going to be, uh, I think Chicago and Cleveland's a very interesting game. And I say that it's going to be interesting for the reason that um, you're going to have Justin Fields, the rookie quarterback, going to be making his first start for Chicago. The fans out there have been wanting him to play this year. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton's been the quarterback. He did get banged up. Last week, so they just announced that Justin Fields will be starting. So, but with that being said, I, I think that the Bears are going to need a big performance from their defense, and it's going to have to force uh, the Cleveland offense into some mistakes because uh, they're not going to be able to win if they don't. And you have Baker Mayfield on the other side. Uh, you know, he's been he's been playing well. I think he's been playing almost eighty percent of his passes. This year, so it, it should be a good game. That's an interesting one for me, more so because of uh, Justin Fields getting the start. Uh, a couple other ones you have Atlanta at the Giants. Both of those teams are looking for their first win of the season. Um, no, the Falcons, they I haven't seen them play defense this year, really. Uh, maybe one quarter last week, but I just uh, it's going to be a long year, I'm afraid, for them. But at times they look good. The Giants looking for their first, first win. They're at home. I think they get it tomorrow. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Wentz got hurt again. His ankle or both ankles. He's, he's uh, thinking it'd be a game-time decision from what I'm hearing with that team. But you know, either way, I mean, Wentz, every time, every, so, always something with him. Either he's getting injured, hurt, COVID, this, that, the other thing. So really tough act to follow. Hopefully for his sake, he's able to go out there and stay healthy and put a couple games together. Uh, he also had the Chargers in Kansas City. That's interesting because the Chiefs just, uh, they're not clicking on all cylinders so far this year. 
they're favored by about a touchdown. They're one and one. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, the defensive line has to put some pressure so that um, Chargers quarterback there, Herbert, makes mistakes. Second-year starter, it's been played behind a pretty strong offensive line, but I think that the Chiefs are the better team. But, um, you know, they, they find a way to pull out the close games, but they could very easily be 0-2 right now, except for some breaks that they've gotten along the way. But when you have people like you know, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, a guy named Mahomes, a lot of times uh, you know, the better players you have, the lucky you seem to get. So I, I look for Kansas City to win that one. You have what I mentioned tongue-in-cheek before, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, Roethlisberger, he got hit 10 times last week. I think they have to figure out how to get their offense on track a little bit without him getting hit because uh, he's not a string chicken. Uh, get Najee Harris into the game and, and try to put some separation between those two teams. I do think Pittsburgh wins. They're playing at home. I think they win by a field goal in that game. A uh, couple other games that I think may be worth watching. There's a 4 o'clock game. The Dolphins are at Vegas. Chuck Gruden's Raiders. Two and all this year. Uh, Dolphins have to create some plays. Of course, you know that uh, Tua Tagovailoa is out. Rib injury. That means that the backup, Jacoby Brissett, is going to be getting the starter quarterback. And, you know, you never know what's going to happen when a backup quarterback goes in there. Although I do think that Brissett is one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league. Uh, on the other side there, you have Derek Carr. He's really coming into his own. Is he an elite quarterback? You know, he's getting up there in that level. I, I would have, That's just a conversation for another show, but I do think that uh, Derek Carr is really coming into his own right now, and I think that uh, he's going to have a good game again at home. It's um, Fans out there in Vegas had their first home win a couple weeks ago, looking for another one tomorrow. Uh, trying to see what else. We do have the... Uh, Green Bay at San Fran game. That's going to be the night game tomorrow. Of course, with the Packers, you have Aaron Rodgers. I think he'll take advantage of a banged-up um, San Fran secondary. But, you know, other than that, uh, you know, you have Devontae Adams who had a great game, game two. But, you know, with Nick Bosa, with their defense that San Fran brings – if, if Garoppolo is able to get a good game, if the offense is able to uh, get some continuity in that game, uh, give Garoppolo some time, I think that San Fran wins that game, and that would put Green Bay at 1-2 and two after that game. So and the last one I want to talk about is the Eagles at Dallas. You have an NFC East matchup, which is always intriguing, where the teams are... You know, three and thirteen, or at this point, both these teams are one and one. Cowboys are favored, I think, by three and a half, being a home game. Uh, Eagles are playing good defense in the first couple weeks, but their best pressure player got injured. I mean, Brandon Graham, so he won't be there, which is going to be a big loss, big space there for the Eagles with him not being there on that line. And of course, on offense, you have Jalen Hurts. Again, I, I, a lot of upside with him. I'm not sold on Hurts yet until he's able to win a couple games consistently with his arm and not just relying on his legs to get up there. No, Dallas, you have Dak Prescott. Um, 
you know, I think if he's able, that line protects him, the offensive line protects him, he should be able to pick apart a, uh, you know, suspect Eagles secondary. So should be a good game, though. Looking forward to that. We'd love to hear your thoughts on any of the games that we just touched on. By all means, give us a call, 877-448-7901 or sportsatpower901.com if you want to email. We'll be right back to keep the show start, keep the show going on Power 90.1. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-726-2194. That's 800-726-2194. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Sports fans, if baseball and football aren't enough to uh, keep you busy this weekend, then of course we have the Ryder Cup to pay attention to. It's always fun when that year rolls around where we're playing either on this side of the pond or on their side of the pond, the Europeans, I mean. This time around, they're going to be playing at Whistling Straits, which is in Wisconsin. I'm not sure if you caught any of the matches yesterday, but, um, you know, we looked really good in the first round. Uh, the first matches, you know, we had Cantley and uh, Sheffley paired together. Uh, Johnson and Morikawa, Kepker and Berger. Um, Spieth and Thomas was the only group that lost in the early session. And again, you know, you might be a little bit surprised by uh, now Spieth and Thomas losing three to one. But no, don't forget, they're playing Rom and Garcia. Um, Sergio has been one of the best uh, Ryder Cup players for many years. And then, of course, you have Rom, who's the number one player in the world, I believe, right now. Um, so anyway, uh, this mo- the morning session... Uh, we got off to a good start there, winning three to one. The afternoon, I believe we picked up an extra two or three points as well. So after the first day, uh, we definitely have a lead, as you know, in the Ryder Cup. If you um, don't hold the cup, then you have to score more points to be able to get the cup. So um, right now, the Europeans won the cup last time. So we have to score 14 and a half points. They need to get 14 to keep it. The people on our team, just just to get you up to speed with the roster, we have Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, Harris English, Tony Finau, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Colin Morikawa, Xander Shuffley, Scotty Scheffler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas. On the other side, the European roster includes Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, 
Tommy Fleetwood, Sergio Garcia, Terrell Hatton, Victor Hovland, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy, Ian Poulter, John Rahm, Lee Westwood, and Bernard Weisberger. So, you know, there's some great names. You may not recognize a lot of them because there are some rookies on both sides, on both sides of the uh, table this year. So it's not just on um, one or the other, but a lot, a lot of first-time players in the Ryder Cup. We, on paper, definitely have the advantage. I expect us to win. I think that we're going to really have a great day today as well. And um, we should have the advantage in a large way going into the singles matches tomorrow. So I do look forward to watching that. And um, I think one of the, of course, if you've been following the golf, you have all the um, stuff to do with uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. So, you know, I guess they had dinner earlier this week and worked out some of the ill feelings towards each other, allegedly. I don't know. I, I for one, and I, I'm in the minority on this, I believe, but I would love to see Stricker put these two guys together for a um, round, whether it's in the morning or on uh, the afternoon session and go out there and, you know, I don't think there's anything better than going out there and playing together and pulling for each other. Because when you're playing on that same team, you know, you might have animosity towards each other on a uh, personal level. But when you're out there playing the Ryder Cup, you have to cheer for the person you're with. And if it was me, if I was Stricker, I would put them in the alternate shot format, which is probably the hardest on your teammate in any of the, uh, whether it's four ball or any other format out there. I think the alternate shot puts the most amount of pressure on your uh, teammate when you're playing in, in that um, in that way. So I would go out there and I would do that. It would be great optics for everybody. It would be fun to see them play. And I would bet that when it was all said and done, we would win that match and we would be better off for it. And U.S. golf would be better off for it because those two guys, I bet you, would bury the hatchet at some point during that round or after it, and it would go a long way in uh, good faith towards those two. I would love to hear your comments on that. Like I said, I'm in the minority of that, but um, the number here, of course, is 877-448-7901. Email sportsofpower901.com. Uh, it should be an interesting weekend. I want to touch briefly on some college football. Uh, you know, there was some great football last weekend. Penn State won. The Florida-Bama game was definitely one of the better ones I've seen in a while. Um, Florida had a great chance to win, and they showed that they definitely are a contender this year, and hopefully the Gators can keep up um, with the rest of the season and see what happens as the um, – season unfolds. But after last week's game, there's only a couple ones this week that I think are you know, even worth watching. You have number 10, Notre Dame, is playing uh, Wisconsin and Chicago. Of course, Notre Dame's 3-0. and I'm not sure. This game could be exciting, but for the most part, it's going to probably be a just grinded out affair. So I would say that uh, well, Notre Dame should win that one. Number five, Texas A&M is playing um, number 18, Arkansas. Uh, that's at 3.30 today. Again, if, um, you know, it's a conference opener for both these teams. 
And I think that you now A&M should pull out this game and win, uh, but you never know in that conference. So that's one that I think may be worth paying some attention to. You have Rutgers at number 19, Michigan. Uh, you know, Rutgers 3-0 and all a couple of years ago with Greg Shannon there. They're always a team that is worth watching for a little bit. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think overall, the Wolverines still have a huge talent advantage and they should have no problem winning this game. Anyway, it's always uh, fun to watch a game that could go, uh, have some funny twists and turns to it. And the only really other one is the uh, 7.30 game tonight when you have West Virginia at number three, Oklahoma, where we're talking about Oklahoma. Of course, you have Heisman Trophy candidate, quarterback Spencer Rattler. I don't think he's been sharp during uh, no, the first month playing here, so he has some catching up to do. Uh, West Virginia Mountaineers defense, they have a good defense. They, have uh, I believe, have nine sacks through three games. So it could be a little interesting, but again, a little bit of a disappointment after the um, week we had last week playing. Guys, that's all the time we have, unfortunately. It goes by uh, way too quickly. A lot of sports to watch this weekend. Very nice weather to take advantage of as well. So uh, shoot me an email. Go to jimmybsports.com. Let me know your take on the Rays, the Bucks, some Ryder Cup, and uh, anything else you want to touch base on next week. As always, thank you for listening to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I've been your host, Jim Barron. Stay safe. Stay vigilant, and above all, stay positive. Talk to you next week. You've been in the gymnasium. Mm-hmm.